Do you want to hear a fun fact about the coronavirus that my brother told me last night? Yes, please, because I'm probably going to die of it. Go. Okay, coronavirus. It's been around since, like, 2015, I think. Mm-hmm. And more people have died just this last year alone from masturbation strangulation than the coronavirus. <laughs> Masturbate. So, like, an unsuccessful... Like, autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah. However, I prefer to call it masturbation strangulation. <laughs> Uh, you're something else, Nielsen. I didn't fact check that, so it could be wrong. It but could be wrong. I hope it's right, because it makes that's, my life was, so much happier. I was just reading something where they were talking about how that's, like, going to be the new, like, pandemic. Auto- Or whatever. Masturbation strangulation? No, that doesn't- oh. That is not passed on in that way. Look at the blood. <laughs> I mean- What if you had AIDS? You don't know. That's not masturbation strangulation that's killing you, then it's fucking AIDS. Look- you don't know. I I might fucking know. I feel like anytime I don't have an argument back to you, <laughs> I just say, you don't fucking know. <laughs> when in reality, I fucking know. <laughs> you might fucking know. <laughs> I better put my headphones on so I can hear us. Oh, God. It's going to be a good one. I don't know how to start this. You don't know how to start 50 this. 50 nifty episodes in. Nifty United States from 13 original colonies. Shout 'em, shout 'em. No, isn't it count 'em, shout 'em? Read all about it. I thought it was scout 'em, shout 'em, because I don't know. That's just what I always thought. Either way, one by one, (laughs) giving a name to every state in the USA Alabama. Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Wyoming. North, South, <laughs> East, West, in our calm, objective opinion. Minnesota is the best of the 50 nifty United States. Oh my god. original colonies. I feel like we did that in the first episode, and now it's episode 50. Bringing it all around, you Welcome know? to episode 50. Episode 50. I had like a flashback to fourth grade. <laughs> I'm Christina. I'm Amanda. That's Amanda. What's up? Not much. How are you? I don't know if that was an appropriate answer. <laughs> you said, what's up? I said, not much. How are you? <laughs> I don't know. And I didn't know how to respond because usually it's just the same questioning kind, you know? Um, also, this is, I'm sorry, Wait, what the pause. podcast. Oh, my neighbor's showering. <laughs> it's great. Whenever I run a bath, I'm like, they know. They know I'm laying in here naked. I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, what is that? What is that I hear, sound? I hear an... A white noise. <laughs> no one's gonna hear it. It's not gonna pick up on the microphone. I know, and everybody's gonna be like, "What the fuck?" But I can fucking hear about? it. It's weird. <laughs> you know what my mom said this morning? She goes, "This last episode was really good. I kind of miss you guys always talking about the basement, though." <laughs> <laughs> she goes, "It's kind of strange." <laughs> oh, Susan, I love you so much. Anyway, how are you? 
Ruff, how are you? I'm I'm all right. I'm like I have been better. I have been <laughs> but I've been okay. worse. But I've been worse. I have more happy than I do sad. Exactly. Boom. Boom. Life could always be worse. <laughs> you could always. You could be dying of the coronavirus. I mean, I and woke not up. the kind that you died of when you were 22. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen to you, fucking 2010 Nielsen. <laughs> I didn't I'm even just, drink Corona. I know. I not a either. fan. But it sounds like a Mexican fiesta and not a horrible respiratory infection. I and now at 31, I'm like I'd much rather have a Mexican siesta, you know, instead of a fiesta. instead of a fiesta. I got. I see what you did there. I mean, if I could just eat like. A, shit a ton lot of tacos. Of tacos. And then take a nap. Ooh, margarita just to help with the nappy nap. Just you wash know? her down. Oh, this is beautiful. Now let's take a little schnooze. No, you know how like those competitive eaters will dip their hot dogs in water. You uh-huh. just want the margarita to dip the taco in the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really grossed out by that. <laughs> to, to lube it up and get. It. <laughs> I'm I'm uncomfortable with the premise. I mean, I understand it. Let's just go with soft shell tacos rather than hard oh, shell. That makes it worse. I'm just saying, man. Dipping anything in a margarita. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not a thing. Not, no, don't, not for don't, me. Hey, don't fucking do that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, don't. <laughs> What's up? What's new? How's your throat? Since you got deep throated by a tube. And a camera and shit. You got orally raped by a doctor. Yes. It wasn't... You were there voluntarily. It's true. It was not rape. rape. You can't rape the willing. (laughs) Nobody, like, held you down and made you... You're like, no! Well, they technically... Don't scan me! Don't! Don't! Don't check my tummy! (laughs) Don't look at my tummy! My ulcers are fine! My ulcers are fine! (laughs) Um... No, it's fine. They gave me the. I had a good propofol nap. They mm. gave they gave you the good drugs. And the yeah. nurse was like, "What's great is you'll be awake, but you won't remember anything." And I'm like, "That's actually slightly terrifying." That sounds. That sounds like date rape. <laughs> I was like, that actually sounds slightly terrifying. But thank you for trying to make me feel better. <laughs> it's oh, awesome. God. You won't even know what's happening. Bum, bum, bum. It was the same nurse I had when I had my colonoscopy like three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I was like, you said that to me too. And the only thing I remember from the colonoscopy is in the middle of it, I woke up and went, uh, like something hurt. <laughs> and I remember you going, well, maybe we should just give you a little bit more. And then I see your hand come in with a syringe and then I'm out again. And she's like, that's awesome. <laughs> well... I hear your voice go, maybe we should just give you a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Down she goes. But yeah, everything came back normal. They said my ulcer is healing. Oh, good. As it should. They took a bunch of biopsies of inflammation to make sure I'm not allergic to anything. And that came back normal. Cool. So I'm supposed to follow this specific diet that they gave me where I'm supposed to... um, Limit my gluten and my dairy. So was the bagel with cream cheese a good choice this morning or not so good? I mean, I'm, if I don't have any more gluten today, it's fine. Chrissy. Chrissy. No, really. Because it's, it's not supposed to not have gluten at all. Like, it's not like I'm celiac or anything. It's just you're supposed to only have a certain number of glu- like grams of gr- gluten a day. So if I don't have anything more today, I'll be fine. I'm probably going to have more today. 
So, <laughs> so it wasn't a great choice. <laughs> no, but I gotta go to the grocery store anyway to get stuff for it. So I'll probably just start it Monday, and I gotta do that for two months. And then if I'm still having pain, then I have to have another colonoscopy. So they gotta go up the other end. <laughs> You're just getting penetrated everywhere. You're just getting, and none of it's for pleasure. It's really sad. Well, I mean. Just let them know that, like, your uterus is hurting and they'll penetrate you there, too. <laughs> they'll penetrate me in that hole, too? Good. We're just gonna, we're gonna scan you real good. We're just gonna get in all the orifices to make sure everything's working. Correctly. How's your schnoz? How's your ears? I've had a scope up my nose before. Which is also fucking weird. A nose scoop? They take a camera and shove her up into the... I'm like, don't poke my brain, that's weird. Get out of there. Get I've, out of me! I've only been penetrated... By a doctor in the bits. I was wondering. The lady I was wondering where you were going with that. I've only been penetrated, and I thought you were going to say by a dick because it's. I was like, I was like, okay, Susan listens to this, but if you want to go there, we can go there. It's okay. She also, also I'm just going to go ahead and put the not bill approved stamp yeah. on this episode here, Susan. <laughs> that was another thing. Susan said she goes, I love the like under the breath not bill approved, <laughs> just randomly when something's said. <laughs> Um, no, just because when I had those uh, cysts on my ovaries, ugh, right after Molly's ovary basically got pulled off of her uterus inside of her body, right? Um, and they did all the scans on me. They did a vaginal ultrasound, oh, and that's no. the most fucking uncomfortable thing. Let me tell you about a vaginal ultrasound after you finish telling me, because I didn't mean to interrupt you. I don't think <laughs> I don't think that that's true, but I appreciate you acknowledging the fact that it happened and. I will continue now. <laughs> the wand, they take it out. It's like almost two feet long. And they're like, you're going to feel a slight pinch. Wasn't bad going in, right? Like, it's fine. But then they're like, okay, we're going to push it forward now because I have to scan my mm-hmm. ovaries. And it was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, can you see it coming out of my stomach right now? Because it does not feel great. This is not a slight pinch. But it's not as bad as getting the IUD in. because. That was a bitch and a half. It hurt so bad. I almost held the nurse's hand and I'm not exactly a physical contact kind of gal. (laughs) Don't touch me. (laughs) Don't touch me. I don't like feeling like you're on my side. (laughs) I like being on my own. I'm an independent woman. I've had two vaginal ultrasounds. Yes. First time, I'm not, it didn't hurt. Like the first time they did it, it was like, well, the first time they did it, I'm like, you know, strapped in. I'm my got my legs in the stirrups, and she goes, "Okay, so it's about the size of a tampon." And then she whips out this fucking <laughs> hair straightener, and I'm like, "Excuse me, I'm not sure what kind of tampons you're using. Probably the but, kind I have to use, but mine are not that size. Mine are small. Okay, I don't. It's a very what is this a super plus?" <laughs> <laughs> That's not the size of a tampon. I just want to make that clear. And then, <laughs> so they did it the first time, and it was, like, uncomfortable. I didn't enjoy it. Right. But it didn't hurt. So the second time, when I was having all that abdomen pain, I had, my lymph nodes were swollen. So, like, everything, Eight. like, in my lady carriage and above was swollen and inflamed. Uh-huh. So they go to do it, and I'm like, nope. 
Yep. Ow. Not, not happening. And she's like, it shouldn't hurt. And I'm like, I'm aware. I've had it done before. It didn't hurt the last time, but it hurts this time. And she's like, well, do you want to reach down and use the wand? And I was like, absolutely not. Do this, I want to do that? <laughs> this feels like a really weird start to a porno. Yeah. I was like, do you want to wand yourself? I was like, no, I don't want to do that at all. And she goes, okay, you're probably fine. <laughs> No, not in the least do I want to reach down and do that to myself. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, We're going to pull out this. It's about the size of a tampon. Excuse me. That's the size of my hair straightener. <laughs> that's, see, and that's funny because the one they used on me, like, it wasn't even, like, straightener size. It was, like, wide. Yeah. Like, wide. I'm like, that looks like a fucking pu- fudge pop. That's <laughs> not the size. That is not the right shape to go in there. Get that out of me. <laughs> Okay. And then they like the lube. We've digressed. And- yeah. <laughs> so I, um, what? This, now this feels weird. I feel like I'm prepping for something that's not just medical. There's so much lube. <laughs> it's so much. coming out of me for days. And then, <laughs> and then they're like, we're going to leave the room and you can feel free to clean yourself off. So you like <laughs> slide off of the thing and it's like. <laughs> walk over and like I don't even know where to start. Do you have a do you have a power hose that I can spray up in? I'm gonna I'm gonna need a, a fucking douche after this, thank you. Coming out of me for days. <laughs> okay, and all the male listeners have turned this off. <laughs> now we can talk about our plan for world domination. <laughs> um, who's the brain? Ink in the brain. Me. Wrong. No, I'm more <laughs> evil genius. You're more minion. Piggy <laughs> is fucking stupid. Yeah, you're not Piggy. We're both the brain. What's up? See, that's why we're gonna run the world because we're both <laughs> the brain, <laughs> the same brain, same brain. Boom. Boom. Ow! <laughs> that was an aggressive fist bump, Nielsen. I stopped. <laughs> Why'd you punch me? <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Oh my god, oh okay. God. Right. So let's just go ahead and say, we have long stories. So Nielsen, you got oh, something for me? Yeah, let's... Oh, happy 50th episode, by the way. Oh, thank you. That's like a milestone. We should have cheersed our bagels before we devoured them. Let's let's fucking fist bump again, break my knuckles. What's up? <laughs> Are right. you ready? I'm so fucking ready. You tell me all the story that you have in that phone of yours. I'm gonna tell you about werewolves. Oh, bitch! Ow! Ow! It was a stormy night. It was a dark and stormy night. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. Tell me about the real werewolves. I am going to, but first I'm going to tell you about a little werewolf history. Okay, okay? I'm so ready. Hold on. Got to push up my glasses. Start in the beginning. I'm fucking ready. I'm fucking ready. The werewolf is a mythological animal and the subject of <laughs> I'm like, oh god. I can't even get through the first sentence. Okay, so obviously it's a mythological animal. What? I know. Weird. Um, so werewolves are, according to some legends, people who morph, obviously, into vicious, powerful wolves. What? I know. Others are mutant combination of human and wolf. Ooh. But... You gotta stop with that, too. (laughs) But if they were. If. My William Shatner? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So they're all obviously bloodthirsty beasts, can't control their lust for killing people, animals, 
usually change the light of the full moon. Okay. Yada, yada, yada. So on and so forth. So they're not clear when and where, like, the werewolf legend actually originated. Um, some scholars say that it was made in the Epic of Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh? Gilgamesh. It's the oldest known Western, like, tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Gilgamesh jilted a potential lover because she had turned her previous mate into a wolf. And then he, she cursed him into being a werewolf as well. She's a witch! Burn her at the stake! Oh, we don't burn witches. We love them. I'm sorry. Good luck, witches. <laughs> bitches. <laughs> witches, bitches. Witches and bitches. Okay. Hashtag witches and bitches. Hashtag witches and bitches. Okay. So they also appear in Greek mythology with the legend of Lycan. Um, according to that legend, this, he is the son of Peg... Pel- Hey, I, fucking Greek words, man. What is it? Pelescus, P-E-L-A-S-G-U-S. I want to say Pegasus, but that's not right. Pelescus? What? Pelescus? No, it's P-E-L-A-S-G-U-S. Pelescus? Whatever. That works. Pelagus? Pelagus. We'll go with that. He oh angered God. the Zeus. He angered the Zeus. <laughs> when you know, he, the one and only the, one and <laughs> the Zeus uh, when he served him a meal made from the remains of a sacrificed child so he was trying to curse Zeus by getting him to eat a child he, um... <laughs> and because Zeus don't play that shit he turned Lice, one of his sons into a wolf Okay, and that's where it originated from they also appear in early Nordic folklore the saga of the Volgensen tells uh, the Volgensen. you, <laughs> Volsons, Sorry, tells the story of a father and son who discovered wolf pelts that held the power to turn people into wolves for ten days. Um, the father and son donned the pelts, transformed into wolves, and went on a killing rampage in the forest. Their rampage ended when the father attacked his son, causing a lethal wound. The son only survived because a kind raven gave the father a leaf with healing powers. Oh, a kind raven. <laughs> A kind that is like the most fairy tale esque thing ever. If we were fucking <laughs> still giving these stories funny titles, it would be a kind raven. Hashtag witches and bitches. <laughs> Hashtag witches and bitches. But you know, try to get those numbers up, yo. <laughs> so, um, in many st- of most of these stories, a person only turns into a wolf when there's a full moon. I already said that. Uh, according to some science behind that in Australia's Calvary Mater Newcastle Hospital, a full moon brings out the beast in many humans. The study found that of the 91 violent acute behavior incidents at the hospital between August 2008 and July of 2009, 23% of those happened during a full moon. I can attest working with children, you find out real fucking fast. Yep. And then when you're like talking like customer service, Customers are always fucking crazy. Like, why are you being such an asshole? Oh, it's the full fucking moon. Right. Like, you're like, you're being really, really, really weird and, like, crazy and naughty right now. Why is that? You look at the calendar, you're like, oh, so tonight's the full moon. Makes sense. Right. So then, um, there is also kind of a basis in fact that it may have come from one child, Peter the Wild Boy, who was found Uh in 1725. He was found wandering naked on all fours through a German forest. Many thought he was a werewolf or raised by wolves. Yeah. So it may have originated also partially from that. Right. Uh, He ate with his hands and couldn't speak. He was eventually adopted by the courts of King George I and King George II and lived out his days as their pet in England. That's unfortunate. 
all I was thinking about was Mowgli. And yes. as a kid, I was always like, how does Mowgli know how to even talk to these people? Right. Because <laughs> he got there when he was a baby and he's never talked to a human before. And then he goes to this na- like this village with this girl and how, because how is he going to live? Because the panther teaches him how to talk. The panther can't fu- He's a panther! He's fucking magical! What's the panther's name again? It's not Shere Khan, that's the tiger. Um, um, people are screaming right oh, now. fucking name. Either way- I'm screaming when I'm listening to this, because I'll remember right? what the fucking name is. Anyway, even as a child, but I was also that oh, child. Oh, the bear, caused the snake. Um, Shere Khan's on higher, and- Um, uh, either way- as a kid, I was always like, I don't understand. How can he even talk? And it's a fucking cartoon. But I also did the thing where, like, Santa kind of freaked me out because I didn't like the fact Bagheera! that an old- Bagheera! Sorry. The fact that an old man was, like, breaking into my house to give me presents. What's his motive? Yeah, it's a little scary. Yeah. Like anyway. It. Sorry. Side Sidebar. Kept thinking of Mowgli. <laughs> so, researchers, like, when they're now, when they're studying that case, they believe that Peter likely had Pitt-Hopkins syndrome, which is a condition that was discovered in 1978. Causes a lack of speech, seizures, distinct facial features, difficulty breathing, and intellectual challenges. Okay. Other medical conditions that have encouraged werewolf mania, that's quotation marks, Mm -hmm. throughout history are lycanthropy, a rare physiological condition that causes people to believe they are changing into a wolf or other animal, food poisoning, hyper trichosis which is a rare genetic disorder causing excessive hair growth yep. the wolf lady or the beard bearded, bearded, bearded lady. lady um rabies and then hallucinations possibly caused by hallucinogenic herbs or like that one like bread yeast thing right that eating something that has some like sort of bacteria yeah so throughout the centuries, people have used werewolves and other mythic beasts to explain the unexplainable. However, now that we are more in tune with true crime and the serial killer, a majority of, the, of these werewolves that were reported were actually just fucking psychotic, crazy serial killers. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go over a couple of them. I am so fucking ready for all and of I, this. I'm going through the ages, so I'm starting in the 1500s, and almost all of these are in France, because apparently France was crazy. That was the place to be. Maybe they just kept better records yeah. of things that were... Re- Reported. So, 1502, France. I'm ready. Guy's name's I'm... fucking Pierre. <laughs> first name fucking, last name Pierre. <laughs> oh. It's a weird first name, but all right. Cool. Okay. Pierre was out tending his sheep in polygony, France? I don't know what that means. When he was approached by a trio of mysterious men on horseback. The strangers were dressed all in black, promised that his sheep would be protected from predators forevermore if he were only to renounce God and accept them as his new masters. Oh, okay. He accepted and was later approached by one of the riders, a man named Michael Verdon, who said he was actually a werewolf and offered to give him the same power to turn into a powerful wolf as well, which he also accepted. Okay. According to Peter Pierre's testimony, Verdon gave him an ointment that transformed him in, from a man into a wolf, along with a third man named Philbert. <laughs> Very doctor, very doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, All right. uh, and he they became known as the werewolves of polygyny. Polygyny, it's P O L I G N Y. Polygyny. We're gonna go. It's with probably it. Je. 
Polygyny. I don't fucking know. Polygyny. So the three men began a reign of terror in the Union, or region. They turning, they believe, they, or they claim to turn into wolves and hunt down unwary travelers. They killed women and children, attacking and eating them with their their hands in animalistic ferocity. They had bath salts back then, or what? Um, they continued on this killing spree for months, months, <laughs> until um, one day a traveler claims he was attacked by an enormous wolf. Um, he managed to fight off the attack, wounding the animal, following its trail of blood through the woods, and that trail of blood ended with Pierre on the ground with a wound. Um, hmm. He was gravely wounded in a human form. They captured him, and then Pierre, like, confessed to all the killings that were happening around the con- countryside, and they were burned at the stake, all three of them. Okay. So, a lot of these cases, they claim that they were attacked in wolf. Like, three of them say we were attacked in wolf form and then we found the human. So, I don't know if it's something like they're wearing, like, a wolf fur. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I've read in, like, other historical events of wolf stuff is they would wear, like, a fur or, like, use, like, the head as a headdress. Right. And they would assume that it was a big wolf because it all happened so fast. All you see is the fur and the face. So, another one, 1573 in France, is Giles Garnier. Um, he, the man, he was seen by people of the area as a reclusive hermit who lived out in the woods, but this was not all there was to him. He claimed he was also a werewolf. Okay. His ver- first victim was allegedly a 10-year-old girl who he set upon in a vineyard, killed, and then partially ate her. Okay. Um, there was another girl he also bit and clawed at, but was unable to kill it before he was chased off by farmers. So he attacked another girl in a vineyard. Okay. He was biting and clawing at her. I just, Isn't that terrifying? It's a grown-ass man, like, acting like an animal is terrifying. <laughs> that's, I, all of that, it's just, it's just like the bath salts thing. Right. Freaks me out seeing those videos of people that are like, Argh! Yeah. So then, a couple of days later, he attacked another boy in a nearby area, killed him, ate parts of him, and he was found with a torn- like, his leg was torn off. Holy shit. Um, he was- people- villagers actually claim they saw him as a wolf carrying the leg. Um, but then they resumed his human form right before their eyes. Oh, uh, he was captured, brought to trial, where he confessed to being a werewolf, killing four children, after which he was burned alive. Well, shit. Yes. So then we moved to 1598 in France, which oh. is a family of werewolves. Getting fucking recent. Mm-hmm. 1598. Oh, yeah. 1598. <laughs> so. The earth was flat, and the <laughs> devil existed for sure. That's about where we're at at that point. Yes. <laughs> So now we're in eastern France. Um, 15-year-old Benoist Bedel was out with his sister picking fruit in a scenic countryside. They claimed that he had climbed a tree to reach some fruit, and that's when a huge wolf with human hands lunged at the girl or at them from the wilderness and attacked the girl. He tried to fight the beast off with his knife, but it killed his sister and left him seriously wounded with a bite on the neck before being chased off by some nearby villagers who had come to investigate what happened. Um, the boy later died at his father's cabin just a few days later. Uh, in the coming days, more children would go missing, um, and they would describe the wolf as having hairy, human-like hands. Um, 
since the crowd a crowd had driven the wolf away when the boy was attacked the first time, it left a distinctive wound on the wolf. Um, so anyone, there was a lot of attention paid to anyone who had a similar wound or scar. Okay. Uh, and they found it in one in a woman named I can't even pronounce her name, Pernette Gadillion. <laughs> Fucking stupid Americans. Um, I think it's just you. <laughs> it might just be me. Um, so they decided that I think this case is the case of like just burn the witch kind of thing, right? So they brought out a lynch mob to her place where she was dragged out, kicking and screaming into the night and executed without trial. Well, fuck. Uh, They weren't done yet, though. Her whole family was then accused of witchcraft, and there were many, including the witch hunter Henry Bouguette, who's actually really famous, and he came up in a couple of these stories, um, claimed to have executed hundreds of werewolves. He claims to have executed hundreds of werewolves, and he said he saw the family walking about at night on all fours. Um... So they were, and then they said they were to pay, they paced in their prison cells on all fours and panted like animals. Um, the brother and sister of the girl who they killed without trial were tortured, and then they admitted to being werewolves, and then they were all burned at the stake. Dang. Just. Very gruesome time period. Just fucking going for it. So also in 1598, there was an, in another part of France, in Chalons, in Champagne region of the country. Ooh. Ooh. Um, this is kind of they don't they don't name any names or anything like that. They just said there was uh the werewolf in this case by day took was a tailor in the town who believed to lure young children with candies only to slit their throats and then devour their flesh. At night he would allegedly transform into a wolf and hunt victims in the surrounding countryside, but when they brought him to justice and hung him and then they searched his house, there were barrels of half human remains. In his cellar. So he was burned at the stake, too. Just a lot of, like, fucking really terrible humans. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't even know how else to yes say that. Mm-hmm. Just like, what the fuck? Okay. So then, also 1598, France. Another part of France. So these were all, like, I'm telling you, like, France was a fucked up place, apparently. Um, there was a homeless person wandering through in Western France at the time where his brother, Jack, his name was Jacques, 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 Jacques Roulette. I'm not French, okay? Um, they were, they claimed to be, it was, he was homeless and his brother and his cousin were also homeless and they claimed to be werewolves. Um, and they were like, Basically wandering through Western France, robbing people and attacking people. Okay. Uh, and they might have actually kind of gotten through undetected if not they found a mutilated body of a young boy found in the woods by some local peasants. I don't mean to laugh at what he said. If not, for you meddling kids you was fu- the first thing that popped into my meddling kids. <laughs> um, the kill looked fresh and with some looking around there were found to be two massive war- wolves lurking about. Oh. So I'm wondering if this was an actual werewolf. Like an actual wolf. Right, like a, a but dire the, because wolf? these three fucks were wandering around telling people they were werewolves. And then this boy got killed by an actual wolf. Like clearly these guys. Right. So as the group pursued the wolves, they um, a tall figure dressed in filthy tethered clothes had then stepped from the wilderness covered in blood and entrails in a daze. 
So the bloodied dangers was Jackie. And it's, it's either Jacques or Jacques. 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 I like Jacques better. I'm assuming that's what it is because it's Q-U-E, correct? Q-U-E-S. Yeah. Jacques. Jacques. Um, and he and his companions had, he claimed that he and his companions had been given the power to change into a wolf by the devil himself. Uh, they were all convicted of being werewolves, but then Jacques took the unusual move of appealing the decision, claiming that he had been forced to confess by torture, and his sentence was changed to two years in an insane asylum, and then he was released. Huh. So, here's a big guy. That's like a completely opposite, like, sentence from the other people where they're like, that's it? You're it. Let's burn you alive, okay? Okay, so I got another. Here's a big guy. You ready? Hello, big guy. Okay. Peter Stubb. Stubb! You were waiting for this guy? Yeah. Okay, so this one's Germany. Edinburgh, Germany. He's a wealthy farmer who in 1582 was mostly well-respected and beloved member of the community. Uh, But according to the lore, he made a pact with the devil in which he requested that at his pleasure he might work his malice on men, women, and children in the shape of some beast. So to this end, he... Basically, was he claims he was given a girdle that allowed him to transform into wolf form at will. Just strap it in and <laughs> you should be good. You're a wolf. So first farmers in the region began to find their livestock mutilated and mauled by some powerful creature. And they suspected it to be a pack of wolves. Okay. This quickly graduated to human beings. And there were several unexplained murders of people who had had their throats savagely ripped out, as well as people vanishing, which combined with the sightings of a large wolf-like shape in the shadows of the woods further basically cemented the idea that wolf, a wolf or wolves were attacking the town. Ugh. However, it was soon discovered that it was not a wolf, but a werewolf running oh. around in his animal form. During which time he would walk about on all fours and howl or snarl, sometimes draped in an actual wolf skin. So out in his property, he would drape himself in a wolf skin and, like, crawl around on all fours, howling and snarling. Well, good for him. Whatever gets your rocks off, I guess. And then he would, like, chase people down the road that, like, were coming by his house. (laughs) (laughs) Or rape them. I mean, I feel like that's a lot different than chasing. That's a little... Rough. That's very rough. Aggressive. 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 It's very aggressive. <laughs> the murders were actually very horrific. Um, they were that of pregnant women and children um, were many of the victims. Many of them were partially eaten. Why pregnant? Because they're slower? They can't run as fast? <laughs> they got that wobble going on? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, that was like, wait, question, pregnant? But I don't have the answer. Um, although no one knew at the time that this was actually Peter Stubb, who... Is it Stubb? Stubb, Stubb, whatever. I don't fucking care anymore. There's all these weird-ass fucking names. I don't know how to pronounce them. I'm doing my best. (laughs) You could have just said Stubb. (laughs) He didn't have to get defensive. I was like, is it Stubb? It might be. Stubb, Stubb, whatever. Um, who would... It was 25 years... That this behavior carried on, and no one could figure out that it was this guy. And all the while, he was maintaining his public, like, happy-go-lucky, everybody-loves-him-person. Dude. That's so fucking creepy. This reminds me of the guy I'm doing today. So, 
He was only caught because at one point, one of the many armed crews of men who were looking for this wolf caught him in the act. So he was in, they say he was in full wolf form at the time, seemingly not recognizing anyone at all, completely stripped of humanity and enthralled with the beast within, barking and howling like an animal. And after that, he was captured. He claimed no memory of anything he had done. I think you're fucking lying. I know. He confessed, but it is kind of questionable about his confession because he didn't confess until he had been put on the rack. Oh. And then tortured for days. Mm. Mm -hmm. Then he said he was made a pact with the devil when he was 12 and had been given a magic belt, which allowed him to turn into a wolf. He confessed to killing 14 children and two pregnant women. Is this the wampum belt that's missing from the whatever maybe the, from the, the, the bridgewater tribe yeah yeah i was like do you take that wampum belt <laughs> the wampum belt that caused a lot of shit in yeah. this united states in area these here united in states. these here united states okay yosemite sam <laughs> okay um, he claimed to eat of their flesh and ravish their bodies he also killed his own son and had a sexual relationship with his daughter Ugh. So he was sentenced to die, and he died by he was fixed to a breaking wheel, and then had his flesh torn from his body with hot pincers. Ooh. His limbs were broken with the blunt side of an axe while he was still alive, uh-huh. so that he may not rise from the grave. Oh. Finally, he was beheaded. His head was placed on a pole with the figures of a breaking wheel and a wolf on it. As a warning to others, his daughter and mistress were also burned and then or flayed and then strangled and burned. Because they were fucking the werewolf. Like his daughter had a fucking choice. I'm sure she didn't have a choice, but... Oh my god. Yeah. That's fucking terrible. Isn't it? I can't... I'm like over here like, I... I was not prepared for that. You really just jumped right into the really graphic things, huh? With pinchers. I'm like, haha, yep. And then oh. you go deeper and I'm like, I... Oh. oh, and then his daughter and his mistress were also flayed and... I'm like, <laughs> what? You can't just throw that out there. Oh, yeah, and also this, side note. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you want some more? Uh, I don't know. I, no, yes. Okay. I was just laughing too hard. <laughs> just too laughing too hard at the fact that his daughter and mistress I'm were so playing un- alive. I'm so uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're now in the 1600s, 1603, back in France, southwest France. What's up, France? So there was a um, series of mysterious vanishing children an investigation was launched and witnesses began to paint a picture of a wolf-like supernatural horror prowling in the dim wilderness of the area. That a was supernatural a horror? Horror. Oh. <laughs> that, was a, that was a direct copy and paste. I did not fucking write that. Okay, so um, several people claimed that they had been attacked by large wolves and at around this time, 14-year-old boy named Jean Grenier supposedly told a girl that he was a werewolf and that he was part of a whole pack of the creatures that were working in the area. Oh. hmm I know how that is. When this got out, he was arrested. <laughs> what? He was questioned. He readily admitted that he was and stated that he had a magical wolf skin that allowed him to make the transformation. Um, he knew most of the locations and times for the wolf attacks. And it was all very, like, he knew all of this information, which is kind of weird. It seemed like it made sense. So he was actually shown mercy and placed in the care of the Franciscans at the Friary of St. Michael, the Archangel in Bordeaux. Okay. But um, 
a man named Pierre Lacroix. Lacroix. Lancry? I don't know. <laughs> I bet you in France it's fucking Lancry. <laughs> Pierre de Lacroix. This, see, that sounds right. Pierre de Lacroix. Not the land Cree. This is him. In 1610, um, Grenier was described as being something less than human with sharp teeth, long claws, black sunken eyes, and it was also noted that he would pace the room on all fours. <sighs> the friars corroborated all of this, saying that the boy was much more animal than man, and he would only eat raw meat. He died in 1611 with no answer to what the fuck was wrong with him. Dude. Um, in 1651 in Estonia, there were a scourge of slaughtered cattle and people attacked by a large wolf the size of a bear. Um, and an 18-year-old boy named Hans was apprehended with suspicion of witchcraft, and he would explain that he was a werewolf against his will, cursed with the affliction after being attacked and bitten one evening by a mysterious stranger dressed in black. <laughs> This guy just came up and fucking bit me. He just fucking bit me. You know, I'm a werewolf. What do you want from me? I can't help it. <laughs> so, however, there was absolutely no evidence whatsoever that he had committed any crime. Um, and despite his young age, they executed him by burning him at the stake for lycanthropy and witchcraft. Lycanthropy? Lycanthropy. Lycanthropy, whatever. <laughs> 1685, Bavaria. <laughs> I'm having trouble pronouncing these words. Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> You're this very is- defensive. <laughs> like, I'm trying you. to help you. I don't need your and help. you're yelling at me. Okay. So I'm having a problem. Just trying to help. Because I can't read, it makes me mad, okay? Uh, anyway. Ooh. We're in the wah, 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 wah. So 1685 Bavaria. Uh, this one's kind of funny. People organized a hunt and chased a wolf into a well into a well and killed it. Oh. What they did though with the body because they said it was a werewolf. So they cut off its muzzle, paraded it through the streets after dressing it in human clothes with a wig on its head and a mask on its face. And here they you- then hung the body from a gibbet so that everyone might enjoy the sight. Here's the thing. You started this with something funny they did. That's not funny. That's fucking fucked. What the fuck is wrong with them? Why are they? Why are you? It's not a human. It's just a body of a wolf. But I mean, like, you're dressing it up like a weird doll and carrying it through the streets because it's a werewolf. Yikes. Um, but so they hung it up on this gibbet in the town. Okay. And let it just hang there with the mask and the hair, like the, the wig and the dress on. And then they reserve, or they removed the corpse, preserved it, and put it on permanent display at a local museum. Is it still there? And then I ended the sentence, because that's not weird and creepy at all. <laughs> I don't know if it's still there or not. Sorry, I was like, that'd be a cool thing to see someday, like, a weird historical fuckery. Okay, I have three more. Holy shit. Okay, I'm ready. Are you, should I, you want to hear him? Well, yeah. Okay. You can't said just, holy shit, so I didn't know if that was like, a bad thing. I can't just say thing. that. Okay. So, later on in the 17th century, there's Thies of Livonia in Sweden. Thies was widely believed among his neighbors t- to be a werewolf who had dealings with the devil. However, nobody really cared because he was in his 80s and wasn't fucking with anybody. Like, he was just 
crazy old man who said he was a werewolf and like, talked to the devil. Dude, you can barely walk. Right. Not concerned. But they brought him in for que- when they brought him in for questioning on an unrelated matter, he voluntarily began to divulge the details of his werewolf lifestyle. Uh, according to this account, these had given up. How did you say it? lycanthropy? Lycanthropy. Lycanthropy. Whatever. It's the same thing. Ten years prior to his appearance before the judges in 1691. Before that, he said he and other werewolves changed themselves into wolves on St. Lucia's Day, Pentecost, and Midsummer's Night by donning magical wolf pelts. Although then he changed his story and said they just stripped naked and turned into wolves. Oh. They would then go through the countryside killing farm animals, cooking and eating them. When asked how wolves cooked, he declared, well, they were still human after all, not wolves. But everybody else who said they were wolves just ripped people apart and ate them right there. Right. He also gave many details of the lives of the Livonian werewolves, such as that they changed three times a year, during which time they would kill livestock. The werewolves would also make excursions to hell, where they would steal back all of the grain and livestock that the witches had stolen during the year. It sounds like you're just a thief. So then <laughs> he would he painted a picture that the wolves were... Good servants of mankind, but this didn't stop him from having him flogged and banished and exiled from the Lutheran Church. They're like, bitch. We don't fuck with you. (laughs) We don't fuck with you. Okay. So, 19th century Poland. In 1849, there were some mysterious disappearances of children in the area, as well as sightings of a werewolf and suspicions rest upon... The suspicions rested upon a beggar. Um, he didn't really have a... They didn't really list a name. Uh-huh. Uh, when the man's home was searched, they were found to be remains of a young girl. Her body parts in various stages of being prepared for a meal. When he was brought before a court, the beggar claimed to be a werewolf and to have killed and eaten at least six people. Um, but before he could be sentenced, he killed himself by hanging in prison. I'm uncomfortable. I know. So, strap in, because this last one's a doozy. So, mid-19th century, Manuel Blanco Roman Santa. Huh? Roman Santa. Manuel Blanco Roman Santa. That makes He was born in in, uh, November of 1809 in Spain. He's believed to be Spain's first serial killer. So, is this the mid-1800s? Yes. Um, so one, he was one of five children born to Miguel Blanco and Maria Romansanta, originally thought to be female. He was named Manuela and raised as a girl until the age of- Is it because his peener was so small? (laughs) They thought he was a girl? I don't know. I didn't- Or did they just want him to be a girl? No, the doctors actually said, here's your girl. So he must have had a really tiny dick. Did he have one of those, like, innies because you're a chubby baby and they don't, like, pop out unless you have to pee? It's like a thing, and then it's fine. Like, you grow up and it's fine, but... I'm not sure. Oh my god. I wasn't there. I know, but I I don't... Okay. At the age of six, the doctor was like, hey, your girl's a boy. Hey, by the way, there's a Peter there. (laughs) she's got a dick. I just wanted to let you know. It's it's weird. Just happened. So at the age of eight, the family legally changed his name to Manuel. Um, (laughs) Just... I know. Okay, keep going. <laughs> it's just so fucked up. Okay, 
So because he could read and write, a skill that was very rare at the time, um, it was believed that his family was relatively wealthy. Okay. According to various accounts, he was very small statured, between 4'6 and 4'11. He'd make a great jockey. <laughs> I'm a little tiny woman! <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> he was described as being... Blonde and tender looking. <laughs> if no one better ever described me as tender looking, that's so weird. Blonde and tender looking. It sounds like one of those fucking what are they called? Precious moments angels. <laughs> yeah. Like, but oh, with these as eyes. As an adult, he worked as a dressmaker. <laughs> <laughs> he worked as a dressmaker. Aww. Aww. I mean. It just wasn't his time, you know? No. He could have made it just fine in 2020, <laughs> yeah. but 1850-something? Well, no. rough, man. So as an adult, he obviously worked as a dressmaker. He did get married, but he was widowed a year later. Oh, no. When his wife died in 1833, he took up traveling salesman, a, a trade of sa- traveling salesman. <laughs> he took up traveling <laughs> he salesman. Took up, he just picked him up. He Here. just... Took him up like a hobby. <laughs> and he would also guide travelers around Spain and Portugal. Okay. His first known murder. Mo- mo- <laughs> can't fucking talk today. <laughs> was Vin- Vincent Fernandez, the constable of Lyon. Um, he was found dead in 1844 after attempting to collect a debt from Romanasta. Um, and rather than face, like, prosecution, he fled to Portugal. Okay. During that time, he murdered several people who had hired him as a guide. Uh, he wasn't very smart, though. Um, he was noticed selling their clothes, and rumors started to circulate that he was selling soap made with human fat. A uh, complaint was lodged, and Romanasta was arrested. He confessed to 13 murders, but that this is where he, he said he'd been cursed with... They keep, this word keeps... That's because like, it's literally... It's literally the mental illness, too. Um, he said he was cursed with lycanthropy, but upon being asked to demonstrate his transformation abilities, Romanasta declared that the curse had passed and he was no longer afflicted. No, it's fine. I just killed 13 people. Now I'm done. So his known victims are Manuela Garcia, age 47, and her daughter Petra, 15. Um, they were killed in the Sierra de San Mamid while traveling to Santander. I don't know where any of that is. Benita Garcia Blanco, age 34, and her son Francisco, 10. Um, he w- These are all people he was guiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Antonio Lan, 37, and her daughter Pegrina. And then Josefa Garcia... Josefa? J-O-S-E-F-A. Jesse, tell me. J-O-S-E-F-A. Is it Josefa? And her son Jose, and then Maria Dolores, who is 12. Jesse, tell me. Jesse, tell me. Tell me um, you know things. He was actually acquitted of four of the deaths. Um, there was forensic examination found had been committed, or those four forensic examination found had been committed by wolves. So, like, bite marks and stuff. They like, legitimate wolves? Yes. However, he was found guilty of the rest. Um, they exa- an examination of Romanasta by doctors determined that he had invented his curse and was sentenced to death. It was then commuted to life in prison by uh, upon request of a French hypnotist who believed that Romanasta was suffering a delusion and petitioned to stay of execution so that he might study the man more closely. And I, then he passed away in prison from stomach cancer in 1863. Oh. So, bye. Bye. 
So that's my last historical werewolf. And then next week, I'm going to tell you about a present one that present happened in day. 2015 in Russia. 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 So to be continued. Dun, dun, dun. dun. Well, good job. Lots of information. Lots of burning alive. Lots and of flesh brutal, being ripped apart. Early early day murder. <laughs> early day murder. A lot of burning at the stake and flaying of skin and like just lots of terrible people. Like people killing people <laughs> just... and then people just killing other people for the attempt of possibly pretending they're a werewolf. Not necessarily like showing po- they did anything. But what was so weird is that like people would claim that they saw the werewolves. And then the people would say they were werewolves, and it was like, Motherfucker, do you want to die? Like, you shut your goddamn mouth. Um, to be fair. To be fair. They did torture them until they it's fucking true. said they were. They're like, whatever. Those, I feel like a lot of those confessions were done under duress. Well, and it just, it makes me think of, like, witch trials when they're just like, we're gonna put you in this box, we're gonna sink you into the lake. If you die, you're a human. But if you live, you're a witch and we're gonna fucking kill you. I So I have no way out of this. So I'm dying either way. So I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> fucking it. No, for real, though. That was cool. It I thanks. like it. I, I told you when you did... It was Halloween. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was thinking about doing like werewolves because it just really intrigues me. You should do vampires. Vampire. Vampire. You can start I with already, Dracul. I already know. And Elizabeth Bathory. That is mostly folklore. I know, but some of mine were folklore too. Um, But I already know the next topic I'm doing because this one that I'm doing now is a two-parter because there's just a lot. It's just a lot, a lot. Um, I'm sorry, is there a lot? It's just a lot. Uh, (laughs) But then I already know what I want to do next because I stumbled upon it when I was looking up things and I was like, I mean, this is cool, but we need to do something with like some good meat. We need some for 50. Some girthy girth. Some like girthy ass. Some girth. Man meat. (laughs) Some nice girthy man meat. (laughs) I'm so uncomfortable. When you tell me the story, everybody's going to be like, that's not the description I want you to use for the story. (laughs) I know. I know. I made a mistake. (laughs) You made a mistake. Uh, Good job, though. Hey, thanks. Wait. (laughs) All right. Hold on. Let me get my blanket. Which is your cushion on your couch. You want a little sad blankie? No, I'm bummed. The cushion's fine. <laughs> Are you sure? All right. Are you sure? Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 So I'm gonna tell you about Luis Alfredo Caravito Gubolos. Oh, Alfredo. But he goes by mostly Luis Garavito. So I want Alfredo now. We gonna harp on Alfredo? <laughs> Haven't even gotten to his nickname. I'm just saying, chicken Alfredo sounds real good right I fucking, now. I don't like Alfredo sauce. I like my white sauce that I make, but I don't like the cheesy Alfredo sauce. I didn't say anything about cheese. Alfredo has Parmesan in it. Not all Alfredo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever. But his... <sighs> oh my god! Like. We, 
I have a few bullets. Don't fucking roll up. Now you're not going to know where you were. I literally have said his name and not even his <laughs> title for his nickname. I'm going to know where I was. Thanks, though. Okay, <laughs> tell me more about this chicken Alfredo guy. So he... You make funny jokes. We're going to get into it. You're going to be like, I'm sorry. That no, I'm just... I'm trying... I know it's going to be painful to hear, so I'm just trying to lighten the mood. He is known as the Beast in Colombia. Oh. Just... The beast. That's I mean, scary. So it's La Bestia. La Bestia. La Bestia. So he's that born. Sounds, that was a very Italian La accent. Bestia. La Bestia. <laughs> La Bestia. Well, you're the one talking about Alfredo. I don't know. It's I don't in know the air now. For me. It's in the air now. So he was born January 25th of 1957 in Genova, Colombia. Okay. It's like Quindeo is like the province, but it's fine. We don't need a geology lesson. Right. Exactly. I'm like, well, why does it matter? <laughs> I mean, it does because it's part of the history of it. That's where I tread that line where I'm like, I feel bad when I don't say stuff because I feel like people that are more aware of the area would feel yeah. not okay with that. We're not trying to be bitches. We just are stupid. Are you friends. sure? Because I feel like you sometimes are just like, fuck it. I'm just going to be a bitch because I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that's what happens. It is what it is. I accept it. You um, can too. Huh? You can too. <laughs> um, so they he was known as La Bestia and Tribaline, which apparently is like the Disney character Goofy, and we'll get to why when a little later. That's slightly horrific, but okay. Um, yeah. When I read that at first, because I was making my bones and it didn't go into detail as to why, and I'm like, I don't understand why are they calling him Goofy? <laughs> I don't like this, but okay. Um so he was a serial rapist and serial killer. He admitted to and was, like, convicted and found, like, actual evidence that he committed 138 child murders. Um, and he actually... So, this was in 1999. This all happened within, like, seven years. Mm. So, he... There was evidence for these 138 murders... But that's a conservative guess as to what he actually did, because he admitted to over 300 acts of murder, torture, and rape. And he continues to give more details on more deaths. So is he just, like, pulling, like, homeless boys off the street? Basically, yeah. So that's why there's not, like... There's not a lot of record, because, I mean, right at that time, and even now... And from the 40s, there's, like, civil unrest in Colombia mm-hmm. and in the area he's in specifically. And so there was a lot of homelessness and a lot of vagrant, like, right. walking around. So that's why there's not, like, we're missing children or whatever. It's because yeah, exactly. he's just stealing homeless well, boys. And a lot of them are orphaned and right. yeah, okay, kind of trying to make their own. So background on him. This was just the general tone. I'm going to run out of breath because I feel like I need to say everything all at once. Um, <laughs> so his mother's name is... So, gonna put a little asterisk here. Everything I read said different things. So, if any of the facts conflict, I don't know what to tell you. I'm trying to figure it out, and I'm just kind of putting all the bits that I find together and make it make sense. So, Wikipedia said his mother was unknown. Okay. But then everything else I found said that his mother's name was Rosa. Okay. 
So unknown Rosa continue unknown Rosa. And she was a longtime sex worker in the local area. His father, Manuel abused his mother and all of the children, all of the siblings. He was a very violent alcoholic and a womanizer, and he would force the children to watch tying them up so that they would watch him beat their mother and would also make them watch their mother work. So trade sexual favors for little clients. Curtain vibe, right? Um, He also would allow for clients to sexually, like, abuse his children Mm -hmm. if it meant more money for the family. Selling them, yeah. Um, and his choice of weapon when beating them was a belt. So he had this like leather belt strap that he would beat everybody in the house mercilessly with. Um, Garavito said that both of his parents would sexually abuse him. This, so he is like a, the picture of a psychopath. So everything that he says happened as a child, you can't really. You have to take it with a grain yeah, of salt. Yeah, because yeah, it isn't totally unlikely that it happened, but also he may be trying to get sympathy after all of this mm-hmm. came out because he just doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be painted in that light of being as terrible as he is. Um, but he says that both of his parents abused him. He also admitted to sexually molesting his younger brothers when they were sleeping as like a young teenager. Well, a young child, because it, it starts when he was real young, like just being a crazy, mm-hmm. uncomfortable human being to be around. Um, His mother was heavily into drugs, and with the abuse by the father, she didn't really do much to protect her kids, so he felt very, like, abandoned by his mother as well. Mm -hmm. His father wouldn't allow him to interact with any other children outside of school, and so he felt isolated both at home and at school because nobody wanted to play with him because he never could do anything other than just be there, and he didn't dare talk to anybody because he didn't want to get in trouble, so... Mm -hmm. Um, his teachers said that he was withdrawn and distant and that he would throw violent temper tantrums. He was also bullied mercilessly in school. So on top of everything else, he's also getting beat up at school. And most likely, um, the teachers, because corporal punishment was normal at the time in Columbia, he most likely got beaten by his teachers as well. Like they had teachers that were carrying around canes and like... Mm -hmm you know, flogging kids. Right. And so since he had temper tantrums, I'm sure he also got beaten by his teachers. Um, anyway, so another source said that he dropped out of school at 11. So this, there's such a weird foggy timeline between his age of like eight to like 16 that everything said something a little bit different. One said that he left the house at, like, age nine or eight. And another said that he didn't leave until 16. So I'm trying to go with the one that kind of makes the most sense with everything else that happened. Um, But they said he dropped out of school at 11. Garavito said that at the age of 12, his first real sexual experience happened with another boy in his, uh, like, age range. And he said it was pleasurable. (laughs) Yeah, I... (laughs) Your face, though. (laughs) It just, just, I just, when I read that, I was like, this, it's just so uncomfortable knowing what he does later. It was pleasurable. 
Oh, good. I'm. <sighs> I was concerned about that detail. Thank you for right. informing me. You're welcome. Ugh. And it was around this time that he was found by a man, one of Manuel's friends, his dad's friends, who offered him a hot meal and a place to sleep for the night. And instead, he basically like walked him to an abandoned house and raped him Man, multiple one of times. Manuel's friends, dads? No, one of so one of Manuel's friends, and then I said his dad, like comma Garavito's dad, Manuel. I'm confused. So Garavito's father is named Manuel, one of Manuel's friends, who is Garavito's dad. Okay. His friend took him to an abandoned house. Took Manuel. Take Garavito, okay. who is the kid, who is the murderer later I'm, on. I'm sorry. I'm so confused right now. So the dad's friend raped the son, who's yes. the, he- the the lead in this story. Yes. Okay. I don't know why my brain shut off. I'm like, I feel like I made bullet points because there's so many of these no, weird details. No, you made it very clear. My brain didn't want to process it. It's like, wait. I apologize. What? <laughs> Like Tapping like, your forehead. Fucking Winnie the Pooh here. Think, 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 yep. think, think. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so he said that he'd, like, feed him because it was such a scarce time, too, that he was like, he'd feed him. Kids basically did whatever they could to make money for their family or right. feed themselves or whatever. So he said he'd feed him, give him a place to sleep for the night. And so instead he brought him to this house, raped him multiple times, and... um. He's, it said that this guy was the town apothecary, too, so, like, the medicine man. And he also, another detail was that he tied Garavito to the bed and tortured him with candles. So he's just getting raped by the pharmacist in a broke-down shed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Another story that he told from when he was 12 was him, re- he, like, remembered, because they asked him, like, did you do any... Any, like, animal torture, any, when they did interviews later. And he goes, I do remember at, like, 12, I ripped apart a couple birds. Just ripped them apart, limb from limb. Hey, that's not normal. That's fucking, like, it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> I was I just, like, just imagine when I was ripping 12, apart. I just ripped a couple. Okay, Peter Curtin. Sorry, right? I'm listening to the, um, I'm just seeing a lot of similarities where he, like, ripped the head off a goose and... Mm-hmm. So Drank f- it out of the neck of it like a straw. Yeah, that's so fucked up. Leave um, the birds alone, man. Leave the birds alone. Uh, then at 15, a man who was a neighbor of the family uh, attacked Garavito for being kind of disgusted and disliking the hetero pornography he showed him because apparently that's just a thing so you show a creepy old man year old. showed a 15 year old boy porn and when the 15 year old boy didn't like it, he attacked him. And raped him. Oh, yeah, that's very hetero of you. Yep, very. I don't know if it was like, oh, so you're gay, so I'm gonna rape you. Yeah, I've never understood that. I don't, I don't know. Don't... It's a power move, I'm sure. It's, but um, yeah, there's something. Okay, so, so rape in general, we've talked about this. I hate, fucking hate talking about it. But there's something about anal rape that is like. It's worse. Like, it's the worst of the worst. It's my pooper. It just makes my little balloon not clench. My sphincter gets so tight. It's real taut. Um, so, in his teens, he became a heavy drinker like his father. Imagine that. 
Um, at 16, he lured a boy away from a train station and attempted to molest him. His attempt failed, but this was his first time actually acting on his urges because mm-hmm. he he said that ever since he was young, he f- he wanted to have a power position. And I think that's the biggest thing for him is he never felt like he had any power in his young life. So that's where he tries to find it. Okay. Um, but he was caught because the victim screamed like he didn't quiet him down fast enough mm-hmm. and he was arrested he denied that he had any intention in molesting the boy and eventually was released. After his father found out about this, he threw him out of the house. Um, this is another unclear timeline. Like I don't, like I said, I'm not sure when he actually got thrown out of the house or left. Okay. Um, Maybe he kind of seems like a feral kid anyway. Kind of came and went. Yeah. But he was a job hopper at this time around his hometown. As soon as he was homeless, he basically did whatever he could to make some money in order to survive. He would make his own booze with sugar or maize. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, it, his, this fueled his temper, so obviously alcohol doesn't help. And this is the reason why he lost most of his jobs, is he would have some sort of outburst. And they'd be like, okay, well, you're done, because mm-hmm. I can't trust you to be doing whatever it is they may be doing. Uh. Next, he moved to a town called Armenia. I always want, I wanted to say Armenia mm-hmm. when I read it, but it's like Armenia. And uh, this was like a middle-sized town. It wasn't huge, but it wasn't tiny. But it's a big coffee hub in Colombia. It's one of the um, largest places that they ship from. He, <clears throat> sorry, the throat. He spent a good portion of the 70s working at a bakery and trying to At least it seemed like he was trying to be on the straight and narrow. Uh, He started attending church. He joined AA and presented himself as an upstanding citizen in the area. Okay. But. So he was a pillar of the community. If you would. If you will. If you will. So you could could say he was a pillar of the community. (laughs) He, uh. Had a double life. Imagine that. No way. On the other side of his life, he was very freaking shady. He would frequently visit an area known for sex trafficking children in the early 80s. While he was in his 20s, he began working, or when he was working at the grocery store, he started dating this woman named Claudia. Claudia was 14, had a 14-year-old son and a little girl. He tended to... We're just going to go off script here because it's another thing I read. I don't think I put down. He tended to date older women because I think he was homosexual. And they and then he would travel a bunch for and work. And they were more into butt stuff? And they already had kids. They already whatever. And so they weren't very interested in like having sex. Oh. So he didn't have to pretend he was super into it all the time. Um, but that's what it seems like to me. He said that... I like how I go to, so they were more open to butt stuff? No, like he didn't want to stick it in, so they didn't want to do it. But they like already had kids, so they weren't interested in having kids anymore, and whatever. I'm fucking dumb today. I don't... Are you fucking high? Maybe. No, I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't... Hey! Hey! No, really, I don't. I've never done that before. So, he said that he would have an urge to molest the children that came into the supermarket he worked at. 
uh, oh, that's so creepy. Just think about, I'm sorry, but just think about just an old man working at the supermarket. He's in his 20s. Or, or okay, then just think about just a 20-year-old yeah. working at the supermarket and every kid that walks in, he wants to molest. That's so, you don't even fucking know. You don't even know. You don't even fucking know. Oh, you just wait. Oh, good. So There's said, more. Yeah, he said this was a satanic force within him. While working at the store, he had two-hour lunch break because he had to work, like, a split shift. Mm -hmm. And during this break, he would travel to a neighboring town where he would rape children and pay for it. And then he would go back to work. Just like everything was normal. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I said it gets no. worse. So it's not even like he only wanted to molest them. He would act out on these fantasies with other kids during his lunch break. No. I know. It's... <laughs> So eventually he lost his job. Um, oh, did the raping of children affect his performance? It doesn't say why he lost it. There's a lot of ways that it could have been lost. Maybe he had an outburst, like he is anger, whatever. He started drinking again mm -hmm. at some point. Okay. Um, but he lost it either way. After this, he he said it seemed like his wants were more sadistic and developed an urge to torture them. He would cut and burn these children that he would rape too. Now, dude, you fucking I'm, no. I told you. I fuck no. I don't like it. I I'm just I told I you. Hey, I don't fucking like it. I'm like tight chested because just like knowing what I'm gonna say in like not long. I'm like. <clears throat> <clears throat> so <laughs> you look like you're fucking freestyle rapping. I'm over just there. like over here like. I don't know what to do with my I feel like hands. Zach Baggins just fucking freaking out. Right. <laughs> so, oh my god. What was that? So, he began to seek mental health in the 1980s. Because I don't know if he just knew that his wants... Hey. We're not right. I'll fucking do that. Um, But he would seek mental health and got hospitalized because he was suicidal. He said he was suicidal because he wanted to have children and he didn't think that it would ever happen. But he left out the part about urging the urges to rape and hurt them. So he wanted to have children so he could hurt and rape them. He just wanted to have kids. I don't know if he wanted to hurt and rape them, but I mean, he molested his brothers and probably molested all the kids that did, of the women he dated, especially since oh. that boy was 14 and his age range is like eight to 14 that he likes. Yeah, this is why I have been having nightmares and I couldn't research it while I was doing my overnights with children. Because it made me nervous. I don't like this. Okay, so this wasn't the only time he was hospitalized. Throughout the 80s, it was kind of a on and off thing where he would get those urges to kill himself or whatever, which he probably should have because then kids wouldn't have died. But I'm not like pro-suicide, but get the fuck out of here. Die, get off this earth. Okay, you read this enough, and then you're going to be like, yeah, get the fuck out. Whoa! Um, so he was medicated a few times throughout the 80s, too, on antidepressants and on medications that were meant to treat um, psychopathy. So he general, like generally has like a mental illness. They didn't know what it was. They didn't know what it was because... He didn't, like, explain everything or say anything. that Like, his urges or stuff. They couldn't... How can they pinpoint anything if they don't have all the information, right? Okay, pause. When you gave, like, a big pause after the word because, 
immediately in my head it went because 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 of the wonderful things he does and i was like oh god that literally is what happened in my head as you were talking that is so inappropriate i was like i don't like this stop it okay i'm sorry are you anxious because my chest is real tight um if you can't tell by my like because of the wonderful things he does oh jesus christ Uh, after getting out of this first hospitalization for the suicidal thoughts, he moved to Periera and picked right <laughs> picked right back up in what he was doing in his other town. Okay. Uh, good face. Good face value. Everybody thinks that he's fine. Being a pillar of the community here, raping yep. children there. Got exactly. It. Meets a girl there named Gabriella who has a son, uh, Rodolfo. I don't know how old he was. But they started dating, and they were dating for, like, three years, okay? So is he molesting the children of the women he's dating? They don't say. Okay. Um, the only thing that I saw Because he from... seems to keep dating people with children, so I'm wondering right. if... Either that, or it's like, it's like one of those fucking BTK things where he was, like, a good dad, and nobody had any really, mm-hmm. like, terrible things to say about him and his family, but then he's... Except for the fact that he was raping his wife things. a lot. But the kids! <laughs> Uh, either way, here's the thing. I don't know. His name was Rodolfo. They dated for three years. And he also had, like, actual friends around this time where they would Mm -hmm. go and do things together, which he never seemed to have in the past. Right. Uh, But they recall going out, getting drunk with him at bars, and seeing him leave with adolescent boys. And not really knowing what to make of it because they didn't know that he he was kind of known around town as like being good with children and like being this is why he got the goofy name oh because he would he was good with children and he'd play with them and they seemed to like him and yeah yeah that face that's how i felt the entire time reading and listening to things i don't like this at all um people said that they knew they thought that he was really kind, but he was pretty quick to anger. So he had a bit of a, a trigger switch for his uh, temper. He would travel for work, or as he said, like he said that, but more like he was making it easier not to get caught. He wasn't so killing. He, was, he wasn't shitting where he was eating. Yes, he was hopping jobs so for that lack he could, of a better word, that's could, a horrible way to describe uh, what he was doing, but. He could uh, move around mm-hmm. and then move to the next place, move to the next place. Well, and he traveled to kill, like, unlike most serial killers who kill where they... In their vicinity. He would travel, so that's how he went undetected for so long. See, he hasn't killed anybody yet. Oh, right now he's just... He's raping everyone, but he... Well, every boy. Getting a little rapey in here, but... but he hasn't killed anybody yet. Um... So, how he would do this. How he, he would... Ra- wait, what are you going to tell how me How he right would now? lure his victims okay. in. I was like, Jesus Christ, what are... <laughs> he would enter a town and find a target. He usually would go into, like, either a well-populated area in town, or he would go into, like, the countryside and find a lone child walking someplace to get, mm-hmm. you know, get to town. So, he had a type. He liked boys the ages between 8 and 14 years old. He would go for homeless or orphaned boys because they wouldn't be missed. Quotation. Wouldn't be missed. 
Um, he liked fairer skin and blue eyed boys. So he went for more of a European look in Colombia. And uh, <sighs> there's actually a um, population in the Hispanic culture down there that have all blonde hair and blue eyes. So that's probably his in like, that general type. vicinity. Because there's a girl that I used to work with and her family's there. And mm-hmm. she has naturally blonde hair and blue eyes. And she's very Hispanic. Well, that's cool. Yeah, there's like a... Yeah, but continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to... No, that's fine. That's kind of cool to know because, I mean, I just equated it. It didn't say that, but I equated it to a European look because... But yeah, no, that makes... Yeah. It sounds European. Um, Which was really prevalent, like I said, after years of civil unrest. uh, Over... So I have a little... Some quick statistics that I thought were interesting. Okay. Over 220,000 people were killed within the like 50 year spans of this like civil war um four out of five of these people killed were civilians and there were two or 25,000 who disappeared and 5.7 million who were like displaced Mm -hmm. and didn't have any place to go so it left a lot of the kids displaced and a lot of the parents dead right so there were a lot of homeless kids just roaming around trying to make ends meet uh, the way that he would obtain the victims is he would go into he would approach them in a crowded street or in a lone countryside um, and lure them in with bribes such as money or candy or sometimes possible odds and end jobs, depending on where he was and how old his victim was he was going for. He would even at times disguise himself as like a priest or a farmer or a homeless man, a street vendor, drug dealer. What, did he just have, like, a suitcase of disguises? Like, okay, so he had... I'm just picturing him in a goofy costume, and that's why they called him Goofy. (laughs) (laughs) He had, like, red glasses that he wore almost all the time, which I can't even fucking imagine. But I tried, like, I need to find a picture of it. But, so he would act like he was all these different things, offer them whatever it was in the economy that made sense wherever he was, and then he would hop characters within the town because then people wouldn't suspect if they even if they overheard something they'd be mm-hmm. like well, it was a street vendor was talking to him um once he had their trust he would ask them to go for a walk to talk about things or to go get whatever it was that he promised them and they would just basically walk for miles until the child got tired which made them easy to handle and vulnerable And then he would, and like while they were walking, he'd be drinking heavily. It's like he had to drink himself into being able to do what he did. Mm -hmm. He then would bind their hands with nylon rope and remove their clothes to torture them, whether it be burning them with candles, lighters, cigarettes, Mm. um, cutting them. Then he would rape them and like 11 of his at least 11 in one town of his victims were decapitated. Um, we'll get into more detail later. I don't... That's plenty of detail. He... One of the specifics is he would stab children in the buttocks and sodomize them with sharp objects. Mm. Many times the victims were found with their own testicles removed and placed into their mouths. Oh, There were signs of prolonged torture, too. Bite marks and burning were main fixtures in linking them together. Throughout the 80s, he would rape and torture at least one boy a month throughout the entire 80s. He obviously amps up and gets Mm -hmm. 
again, hasn't killed anybody. This is just like this well, is details on what comes next. So he, uh, those are his hallmarks of knowing when he's how to, actually starting yeah. killing. Yeah, but in the eighties, he had he didn't kill anyone. It was yeah. all raping. Yep, it was like ninety two when he actually starts killing people. Okay, so he would rape at least a boy a month every in the eighties. Um, the bodies were found nude, full of human bike marks, signs of anal penetration. There were bottles of lubes found near the bodies, lube found near the bodies, and empty liquor bottles. <sighs> and he would like. Everything I read was like, he is clearly a sexual sadist. Like, that's what gets him off is the Mm -hmm. actual torture of people. He was obsessed with Hitler and some mass murderer named Delgado. Okay. um, That had just happened in the 80s, like 86, I think, when I looked him up. He just killed, well, not just killed. He killed like like 10 people and it was brutal. Um, Garavito says that he, in the fall... Of 92, he summoned the devil. The devil asked him, do you want to serve me? And he answered yes. Then the devil said back, if you kill, many things will come to you. And so it began. Mm. All of his crimes were, began in the 1992. And sadly, for years, the murders went even like unnoticed. They just would find these dead bodies and they didn't think anything of it. Um. Little was known or recorded by the police, too. Uh, If a body was unclaimed, they would just bury it in an unmarked grave and call it good. October 2nd of 92, he was drinking in a bar and noticed a teenage boy named Juan Carlos walking by. So Garavito paid his tab and started following him. While he was following him, he popped into a shop, bought a butcher knife, nylon rope, and liquor. Once he had his little kit put together, he approached the boy. Um, Somehow, one of his, like, offering a job or something, yarns, he got him to go with him, and they went for a walk, ended up in the woods, and that's where he raped and murdered him. The boy's remains were found three days later. He was missing his front teeth, clearly had been tortured to his feet, like they were broken and just mangled. Um, And his genitals were removed. Garavito claimed that he was triggered by the moon's reflection in the water near them. This apparently made him have like a flashback to his childhood, he said. And it made him think of all the men that would torture him when he was younger. And he grew super angry and just had an outburst. His rage grew and he had to kill this boy. Um, I'm like... I'm just drained now. <laughs> just re- I I don't know. I'm laughing because I don't know what I to say. I don't like any of this. I'm just not having a good time, Amanda. <laughs> well, you get two episodes of it, so fucking buckle oh, up, kid. fucking good. <laughs> so he recalled waking up the next day next to the body in the woods. So he, like, passed out and he was soaked in blood. He said that he felt bad after that. Like, he had the feeling of, like, guilt and remorse but it was only for a little bit because only six days later he raped and killed a second boy who was 12 years old no he didn't know that one's name um garavito moved to the capital of colombia bogota and he killed eight boys there with every murder he became more vicious it seems so it turns out that these walks weren't just fucking walks like 
after a while it turned into he would like cut off their toes and thumbs to make it seem like they were he was gonna sacrifice them to the devil like he turned into this whole like theatrical thing before he would rape and torture them even more and it's like i i'm and he wanted to throw off the authorities thinking that it was like some cult that was doing it too Mm -hmm. so when they'd find him they'd be like oh there's work in the makings um these tactics are probably another reason why he wasn't found for a while considering the unrest in the country and there was a lot of like vigilantes out Mm -hmm. there that were doing things too so they just kind of well it probably was going on and yeah um yeah it was just Uh, i just need to like (sighs) so locals all thought that he was really good with kids this is where in this area is when he got the nickname Goofy or Tribuline. Um, they just thought he was like, you know, some people just have a way with kids, right? That's what they thought of him, but he, ugh, ugh, his real life. So back to 1992, at the end of that year, he said that he was up to killing multiple people, like kids, a day. It just sounds exhausting. I don't understand. And he kept notes. Like, he had written down, like, different little details about everything. He kept souvenirs and trophies, like, tickets that he took buses to places, and then little trinkets that he took off of the victim's bodies. Um, He graduated to stabbing his victims while raping them now, because apparently he needed to make it more gruesome. He would do this with a knife or a screwdriver. Oh, good. Yep. Um, he didn't only stab his victims, he would also disembowel them. What made you decide that this was a good episode to do? I'm just wondering. <laughs> like, where did you were like, you know, in the girthy man meat discussion, here's did the this thing. come up with, this is a good case to talk about for two I didn't episodes. know these details, and by the time I got into the, like... You were balls deep? There was no going back, because <sighs> I didn't have time. I don't... Like I mean, if we get to the end and you're like, I can't do another week of this, we can just stop. No, you can't. You can't just fucking leave us hanging. <laughs> can't blue ball us. Uh, you're the worst. So he would disembowel them while they were still alive was the other detail there. <laughs> and then he started decapitating them. He did this to at least seven boys in this city in 1993. The last of the 11 boys that were decapitated by him. Um, actually was able to pull the knife and cut Garavito in his thumb, cutting his tendons, and, but obviously he didn't get away, since he's, you know, he's dead, but he bore, Garavito still bores the scar. Good. Um, Good for fucking you. In February of 1994, he killed a 13-year-old boy named Jaime. Um, Garavito says, that after this murder, he began hearing a different voice, one that would berate him and call him worthless and how terrible he was for everything he was doing. So he buried the knife. So I think he had schizophrenia. It's He's he's clearly very, very mentally ill. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. so he buried the knife after he, like, that he had killed Jaime with and started reading the Bible again, trying to get himself back into this, like, headspace of not being like that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he was practicing witchcraft 
So I don't there's think like it was good, fully like wholeheartedly. Clashing of beliefs that's happening here. And because that was six pages of no breathing, and because I ran out of fucking time, <laughs> it's going to be part two after that. So okay. he's trying to find God right now. Okay. He's not doing a good job of it. Yeah, right. basically. That was terrible. I'm good so job. sorry. <laughs> fucking I'm awful. like sweating. <laughs> I'm sweaty. I'm uncomfortable. I don't like any of the things you just told me. I don't know. And it was like... So happy episode 50. You know? (laughs) Well, first I was like, unknown serial killers with over 50 victims. Where I, you know, doing the searches, trying to find something interesting. And he had popped up because he popped up like the the guy from the Andes. Mm -hmm. Um, Those two had popped up and I was like, I haven't heard much about this guy. The other guy I've heard a lot of stuff about where he... The little girls he'd kill and whatever. I think that's the one I was thinking of when you told me. Yeah, that's and that's what I thought that like that's what I thought this guy was when I like looked him up again and then I was like, wait, no, this is different. But holy shit! Mm -hmm. So then I get the bones and of course I get my bones from Wikipedia, so it doesn't go into the grisly detail. And I'm like, okay, you know, like run of not run of the mill. That sounds terrible, but a serial killer, terrible human, kills little boys, rapes them. Okay. And then I get into the, like, deeper articles and the fucking documentaries and interviews. And I'm like, I can't. I don't like this. I can't. And now we're already here. I'm, like, four pages in. I have fucking two hours tonight in order to research. I can't start something new for episode 50 now. (laughs) So we were too far, you know, balls deep at that point. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That was terrible. I said it, and then I've I already immediately used that to describe what you were doing. It's just the whole immediately this, regretted my every decision. joke we fucking made this episode is just awful. That's why it's <laughs> the beginning when you were making your jokes. I'm like, you say this now, but I really oh, chicky Alfredo. It makes it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like it. But that's it. Until next time, just trying to find God now. <laughs> That was a terrible story. Good job. Thanks. That was terrible. Good job. Um, I forgot to tell you earlier. So my dad and I, last night, he was driving me. Oh, God. I fucking love my dad, but he was driving me crazy. Like, we were having a conversation. I'd say something to him. And every time I'd say one word to him, he'd go, what? 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 And I'm like, why do you keep fucking saying what? I'm clearly talking to you. I don't understand why you keep saying what. And he's like... Because you keep saying weird shit, and I don't know what you're saying, and I have to have you repeat it. And my mom's like, I don't understand. My mom, like, <laughs> lost her mind. She was laughing so hard. Because it was shit, like, um, I was accusing him, because, like, I opened my computer, and the Google search for familiar side was up. And I'm like, that wasn't my fucking search. That's not what I was looking for. And he's like, oh, I didn't do it. And I'm like, you're the only other fucking person that uses this commercial, or computer. Commercial. What? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean, what? You're the only fucking person that uses it. I don't know. And then I was like, it's snowing outside. And he's like, what? And I'm like, it's it's fucking snowing outside. And he's like, oh, I didn't know it was snowing. And I'm like, why are you making me repeat everything I fucking say to you? And he's like, because you keep saying weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> so your dad's plotting to kill you all? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. He keeps denying it. But I'm like, I'm changing the beneficiary on my life insurance policy, Thomas. So That's it. Linda's the beneficiary. And Linda's like, I don't have a life insurance policy. I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to get rich when you die, Linda? And she's like, you're not. 
be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> How does she not have a life insurance? Linda! Linda Lou! That is not responsible. My dad doesn't have one either. <laughs> I have like a $300,000 one, so I'm the one who's got to die to take care of my family. <laughs> to be honest, I don't, I doubt, unless it's through work, my parents have any. Yeah. Unless it's through like my dad's work, he has one. Well, and now at their age, it's so expensive to have one, because they're old. Because your skin's being pulled towards the underworld. Your skin's being pulled towards the underworld, so. Well, that's, I'm like, I just need enough to cover, like, the debt that I have and a funeral, so I only have, like, $40,000. You know, like, it's not anything crazy. But it's enough to cover things, because I only have, like, my car debt and -hmm. then, like, my credit cards. Yeah. Which is not much. If it's a couple thousand, that's it. That's it. Well, that was depressing. (sighs) Well, fuck it, dude. Get life insurance. That's my... And don't... <laughs> and a 401k. Hey, don't get life insurance if someone's forcing you into doing it and wanting to be the beneficiary. Yeah, don't do that. I just watched a fucking YouTube on this girl who whose husband wanted her to get life insurance while they because they were going abroad for their honeymoon, so just in case something was to happen. Yeah, and then he killed her. Yeah! Mm-hmm. And then her dad didn't change it because they were going to talk about it after the I honeymoon. I know that story. Yeah! They do that in My Favorite Murder on one of their episodes. It's a good episode. You yeah. should listen to it. So does uh, uh, That's What We Drink. Yeah. I, uh... I mean, I'd, I'd heard of it before, mm-hmm. but I, like, just rewatched that thing, and, and I'm like... And the dad, he, she would kept... Pre- the the dad was the one who was doing all of the, like, taking care of it all, so she kept telling her dad to change it, and her dad kept going, no, I'm not fucking changing it. And then he killed her. And yeah, he, well, and he kept saying, no, I'm not going to. You know what? We'll talk about it after you get back from your honeymoon, but as of right now, we're leaving it the way that it is. And then they left, and then she died, and then he tried to pay out on the thing, and they're like, you're not a beneficiary. Motherfucker. Oh, you made a mistake. Uh, bitches. And hoes. <laughs> Just dancing to the song in my head. All right. So, like us, follow us, rate us, comment, interact on all of the things with all of the stuff Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, ISW the podcast, Gmail at ISW the podcast. ISWthepodcast at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was backwards. That's that's all that was got. just a lot of info. Spread the word. Breath. Spread yes. yourselves. Do what you do. Get spread some. the word. Spread yourself. It's like our new our new saying for the end. Spread the word. Spread, spread the yourself. word. Spread yourself. Get some. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> <laughs>